Hey, this that Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. Know what I'm talking about? Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Another big win for our Port Adelaide boys this weekend. Uh, we get over the line against Carlton in reasonably comfortable fashion. Um, it wasn't without its moments, uh, the game on the weekend. A 28-point win in the end against Carlton Blues at the MCG for the first time at the MCG. MCG. Let's, let me, let's first stumble over words and we're only 58 seconds into the podcast. It's fantastic. 7.04 a.m. on this Tuesday morning. I'm up early and getting this one done. But yes, at the MCG, uh, we get the win. 28 points against the Carlton Blues, first time there since July 2019. Um, it, was, it was good to see the boys running around on the uh, turf that we hopefully will see um, uh, towards the right at the end of this season as well. Knock on wood, as per usual. Um, but yeah, um, a good win. Uh, one that, um, even in my preview, I said you know, four or five goals would be okay. Uh, and it would get right in, the, right in the mix of that zone of 28 points. So... Um, and you know, it's, it's always you, you always say your kind of score predictions, but it's kind of how the win comes about, and um, depends can sometimes depend on how you actually feel after the result. As it, um, you know, kind of, do you feel is it a disappointing win? Um, is it a, a really really good win? You know, you sometimes you, you do those little talks with yourself sometimes. Um, you know, depending on um, how who you're who you're playing and how the game goes, and you know, you sometimes you you do do you let some percentage go or should you have beat them by more? Some people, some people have been saying that about this one, um, but I'm not sure if that's probably the case when you look at the game in the context of what happened. And I think most people probably, I think most at the end of the game, that other reactions I've seen around the social media were reason reasonably happy, um, kind of in the context of the game with you know a couple of injuries um, and managing those through the game. And um, you know, some people might have seen it as a chance to um, get some percentage, and there was, certainly was when you get out to forty point lead um, at you know three quarter time. You could look at it that way, but um, I think winning by twenty eight points in a game that the contest was essentially done um, at you know halfway through that um, third quarter, with the contest was dead, and that's what you want to do with a team going away. Against a team like Carlton that um, aren't, uh, I know slouches this year and um, as we're certainly we were looking um, at a lot of people were talking about would they be looking, you know, that this is their chance to get a, uh, a scalp, you know, someone, a, a big win, you know, one of those statement wins that a club in that stage of rebuilding is looking for. You know, we had those back in 2013. I remember going and watching us beat Sydney, you know, the reigning premiers um, at a very, a very... Um, quiet uh, well a very small crowd at footy park at the time but um you know that was a that was one of those statement wins in that year and um that's what we're looking for and that's what Carlton was looking for against us and um we got what we did you know we didn't let that happen and that's that's what you've got to do is you've got to fight against those forces as a big club um as well as a club in uh, well, we are a big club but we're also a big club in the moment as far as being um in that premiership window as everyone's talking about and we certainly Feel that we are, and um, when you're in that in that moment, and you're playing a team that is trying to get to having those moments, they're not exactly bad, and they're not exactly good good either. We don't know where they are. They're going to be looking to prove themselves, and um, they certainly came out with some of that kind of vigor on the night. And um, so there's a few things, a uh, few things to talk about from the game. But yeah, it's a it was a good win. 
Right, early in the match, it um, you know, certainly seemed like Colton were there for the there for a battle and there for a game, um, but it also seemed to come become apparent to me just watching, and it would be interesting to see how other people feel. Um, it became apparent that you could kind of see they were throwing, you know, they're doing everything that they knew they possibly could. You know, there was they they had the tag on tag on Boke early, um, and that and then they were you know just you know they were trying to they were being you know being quite um, brave with the footy at time, which is what you could do, um, and really trying everything they could, and it they could never actually break break open against us as far as getting a run of goals on the board or anything like that, and I think that's a, both a good sign for us um, as a club that we can kind of um, you know you have teams come out and and have to play this style of footy to get any results, which they did early, you know, they were able to, um, you know, they, we didn't we didn't score heavily on them too quickly until the, you know, towards the end of that last quarter, we got those two quick goals and uh, they did get one back right at the end. But you, you kind of, um, it was probably after that first quarter, I thought, you know, if anything, um, we aren't bringing everything to the table while they are. And, and it felt like the kind of game where um, it just felt like the kind of game that we knew that we had gears we could shift through depending on, you know, the situational nature of the game. And whereas Carlton were already hitting their hitting their high gears and um, and doing a reasonably good job of moving the footy, but um, that we just it just felt like a game where we could constantly grab a couple of goals, and it kind of happened that way. I think even the commentators made the point that every time Carlton got a goal, we then responded with two, then they get one, then we respond with another two, and it kind of like you know, and that kind of you know it's an exponential building of the score of the scoreline, the deficit they're facing um, against us uh, in that style of, and 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 it was like that too. It was that they they throw a punch and then we you know we throw a punch, but it was it was harder because of just how good we are, and um, you know they got some good clearances here and there, and and they had the tag on Boke, and then Boke as being the the incredible player, he's, he is. He's 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 tricky, and he, he worked himself out of it, and still had an incredible game. I think he ended up with twenty eight odd disposals, and and had an effect on the game. And um, and you know, and then he was also kind of because because he was moving around those center square clearances and center those center bounces, and and making you know kind of making the tag work against you know because he's he's just he's just changing opponents and and trying to and work work around the tag, and it was an incredibly professional job by him and. That's part, you know. Um, just speaking of Boke for a second, that's part, you know, just an incredible part of his understanding of the game now, and that's just you know, and that's something that only comes with um, you know, in a long career playing this game. But you've got to, you've got to be um, fit and able and willing to do that kind of hard work as well. And at, at his age of thirty-two, and I, I think I was watching on Fox Sports, they gave him. He got interviewed after the game, and they made a point about his, you know, his his age, and he had a laugh about that, saying how they had to bring that up. But that's just, um, you know, that that is the incredible marvel of what he's doing as a player at the moment. Is that his age, he's finding ways to be a better player still, and and it kind of it proves to the rest of the competition, and then, and it's an especially great um, example to the younger players in our system, in our club, um, and you know anyone else watching footy around the place um, can look at that too and just see like. You know, with hard work and and dedication, and and this is like there's a lot of stuff that he does off the field that we don't, we don't see, but we do. You know, we hear about a little bit about his um, you know, his training regime and and what he does at home and and everything else. But you know, it's just you've got to look at that and just say, look, there is a there is a path through to being an incredible player at, at an advanced AF, at advanced ages on a, in AFL terms at least. Um, he's obviously still a young man, <laughs> um, a lot of life to live, but you know, at, you know, his AF, AFL career is at the 
is at the pointy end, but um, he's still got so much more to give because of um, how well he takes care of himself. You know, Robbie Gray is another example as well with, um, you know, having gone through a devastating knee injury, you know, eight, nine years ago now, um, you know, those kind of things can go one way or another, but with, you know, the wonders of modern medicine as well as just uh, like the wake-up call of that injury, you know, Robbie Gray's really done the same thing. You know, he's 33 now and um, he's... You know, his game against Carlton was incredible as well. And it, let's, you know, made a quick point about uh, Boak and, you know, Gray as well. Like, Robbie's, Robbie's a marvel, isn't he? Um, the little things he does and and just his, his goal kicking is fantastic as well. He did, he did miss one early, but, um, you know, some of those little things that he does athletically is um, um, still incredible. That goal he kicked where he, it was that mix up in the square and he ended up getting the ball and he was able to, um, I want. I I said to the wife in the better half of the creed. I was like, "Is that was that like a bicycle kick?" Because he he kind of the way he, he had to snap it was like he had to kick it on the, the high point of the ball to get it get it get the snap right and get it over the defender and and his body he had to kind of he laid it on the boot as he's like flipping and he gets himself in the air to do the snap and I was like, "That's like almost a bicycle kick," you know, like the classic footy soccer bicycle kick um you know and <laughs> again it's not like he's a 23 year old pulling that move off he's 33 and and doing that and um as well as his, his snap off the um you know the charlie handball where charlie thought you know had the ball and ended up having to play on and you know being the big man that he is he's just able to kind of find that he's finds himself in space um and i'm not sure if players know exactly what to do when charlie's in space um because he could you know, he's, if he gets the move on, it's going to be hard to stop. And but he was able to kind of find Robbie for the snap, and and again, just a beautiful finish from Robbie. Um, and those those kind of moments are not they're not easy finishes, but uh, for players of his ilk, of his talent, and of his unique understanding of the game and and positional awareness on the field as well as to what he has to do in in those moments. You know, it's just a it's a simple finish for Robbie. Um, you know, it's just a getting the ball the drop on the boot right and the. And the right spin, spin and holding the ball, and and it's just going to float through for a nice goal. And that's just, that's just what that's why you these guys get paid the big bucks, and um and why they remain in contention and in sides like ours for such a long time is because, um, you know when when the going's tough, um they're, they're obviously the, the shining lights you have, and we did have them through those dark periods in our Fort Adelaide history. But then you know when the going gets good, um they complement our side so well and. There was another moment in this game, and I haven't watched the full game back yet. You know, I watched it on TV on Saturday night, and I haven't watched the full game back yet. Um, so I'm trying to think when this moment happened. But there's another moment, because it happened against Richmond. I think it probably happened against Essendon too. There was like, a, there's a moment when it's Orazio that kicks in, or it might have been Robbie kicked the ball through to... No, I think it was Orazio actually. Um, but it, there's a few moments that it's happened now in, the, in these first five weeks of the season where it's... Orazio kicks the ball inboard to Robbie, or Robbie kicks the in ball inboard to Orazio, and there's there's something about both of those guys with their their incredible skills and their kind of their their um, innate nature for finding innate you know skills for finding the finding the post the 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 big sticks. Um, that it's it's incredible to have them in the same side because I I I think I lend over to my mate when we were at the Richmond game the other week. Um, that you know it's wonderful to have both of them in the side because I think it was a moment where um. It was the one where I think it was Ratio kicked from the goal square, so it was Robbie that kicked it into him. You know, it's how much Robbie must be loving having someone like like Robbie would have loved his entire career if there was two of him, because then you, you know, you know, two guys with that understanding of the game kicking kicking the ball to Robbie, and so Ratio kind of fills that 
and I think I said that in the previous, you know, season previews as well. Like he's just another player of that incredible skill, and he's because of his, he's also been around for a few years. He's he's got a, a good understanding of the game now at this level, you know. Um, so and he's still got so many years to grow, but him playing with Robbie is such an incredible thing because he's gonna he's gonna take he's got a lot of those Robbie qualities, but then he's his own player as well. But the, the them connecting is a real interesting and fun part of our game at the moment because they're just two such uniquely skilled players to have in that kind of that forward line and to have them connecting um, is a real fun thing as a fan to watch. So that's that's wonderful. But um, yeah, Robbie had a, a great game again against Carlton. Um, you know they're still they're still recovering from that last that la- after the siren goal last year, and he comes out and kicks three first half goals in the in the time when the game was really there to be won, and Robbie was right in the mix. So um, you know an incredible game from him again. He's just you know he's going to be a big part of our season again this year, and um, particularly with you know a few injury niggles getting around at the moment. Um, but Robbie's in the, R- Robbie's in there, and um, you know, a really important part again, and um, you know, three goals in a game and an away game um, that was, you know, a tough one at times, and three uh, good goals as well in moments where they weren't they weren't just you know, um, set shots. Uh, all one was, but you know, the other two were real, um, real class finishes, real in the moment. Um, ha- you know, in the moment finishes that um, only guys like Robbie Gray can do because they they have the understanding and and talent to pull them off. So. Um, again, a great game from Robbie, and uh, um, yeah, just appreciate the greatness when he's while he's here because it's wonderful to watch. All right, so another big story of the game this week was um, we did talk about it in the preview, and there was a lot of talk about from everyone uh, leading up to the game was the ins and outs, and we had Bergman um, and Woodcock coming into the side, obviously with Butters and um, Dersmer, unfortunately out with their uh, uh, somewhat long-term injuries, um, Dersmer in particular. But um, yeah, we had uh, Bergman and Woodcock come back in, which was wonderful. Um, Woodcock's been looking good down in the down in the, the sandfall, and uh, Bergman certainly looked looked the part in the first couple of weeks before he, um, you know, just was a victim to uh, to our incredible depth. Uh, but um, they come back in, uh, you know, largely I'm sure based on those performances and um, how impressed everyone is with him early on in his career as well. But the other one was um, the fact that Marshall was coming in um, after recovering from whatever little little knock he had um, that kept him out against Richmond. He was back in um, at the expense of Laddams, who, you know, I, I love big, 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 big Pete, but he just probably hasn't been quite having the impact around the ground that, um, you know, he had at times last year and um, just needed a spell back. And, um, and Marshall coming back in was... Um, you know the forward line looked good um, this weekend. Uh, it was a night. There was a nice balance there. Um, you know, Marshall worked his way around the ground a little bit, which was um, good to see. You know, he's taking some big marks in the you know in the middle of the ground and was pushing himself up and making himself like useful in other in other ways. Kind of like you know how you know a little bit of that Westoff um, Westoff vibe with how he um, would suddenly pop up in in places you're not expecting. But then he took a good mark and a good goal in the. In the forward line as well, and then um, you know Georgiardi's just in, you know, and with you know with Marshall and they're doing kind of playing that role. It kept um, you know Dixon didn't have to you know I remember Dixon in that West Coast game was just moving right up the ground and and everything looked a little bit out of place there. But there seemed to be there seemed to be a little bit more of a defined plan there um, with the um, with the three uh, the big three that we had in the game um, as far as the tall forwards and um, they do really just it, everything seemed smooth it seemed to roll really well and just it, there seemed to be that the balance that we've kind of been wondering where we can find that balance with the tools and um, you know and, and it is still 
it, it's still not, and not answered exactly yet as far as if we ever do get to the point of playing Laddams alongside those ones as well. Um, obviously, Scooter is the main ruck as well, but, um, you know, the, these guys um, in this game, it just it certainly showed there's a role, you know, with Giorgiardi's really starting to shine and um, obviously congrats to him for getting the Rising Star nomination for this year again. Um and you know he's certainly going to have a bigger role to play this year than he did last year. Um, he's he's going to be he's he's looking like a real star already. Um, um you know Mar- yeah Marshall kicked a good goal and um and you know his around the groundwork was a, a lot better. He looked he looked um more confident um in this one as well. Like there's just a you know body you know I'm not a body language doctor and <laughs> you know you do do that as well. You kind of as you're watching games you kind of work out how players are looking beyond um, what they're actually doing. It's just but Marshall looked confident and he looked in the game and looked um he looked relaxed, um and which is good to see. And Georgiardi's just always looks like that as well. Um he's he's got a he's got a real swag I've said it before on his um podcast. He's got a real swagger about him. And um I really enjoyed what he brought to the table. And there's um something real old school about his um his kicking is uh, just very you know, there's no none of the, you know, bender you know, go around, you know, get on the angle, none of that stuff going on with Giorgiardi. He's got a real simple, um, you know, right from right from kind of your minis. You, you know, when you're in minis playing footy or um, junior cult or whatever you did, what, whatever your youth footy was, there was very much basic fundamentals when you were taught to kick the footy because it was, um, they didn't want you to learn, you, you know, do any of the stuff that, you know, I, I played minis in junior cults when I was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, um, you know, it's a long time ago now. I don't know what, what it's like these days with, um, you know, watching after the Buddy Franklin come in and started doing kicking the way he does. And, um, but, you know, you taught simple fundamentals about kicking the ball. It's just, you know, just, you know, so the simple ball drop onto the, and, you know, it, there's none of the, the bells and whistles that you see a lot in the AFL. And you see Mitch has just a, a real pure kind of kicking action. Um, you know, there's none, none of that stuff. And, and I think it was, was, Possibly Dunstall on the on the commentary was saying it was giving him some big raps about it, which you know if you've got that kind of ilk of player giving you, um, sat, giving the compliments to your kind of style of kicking, um, you know, there's no 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 not many better, um, so that's a real boon for us because I think you know, um, I love Charlie and Charlie did some big things on the night too, like that Mark, but geez, there's not many players that can, um. I don't know. There's no players in the league that I've actually seen do that um, at a, on a semi regular basis. You know that one against Essendon last year was great, but this one because he was kind of he was really just that one against Essendon. He's fallen back. This one he kind of he stood um, tall like a giant um, playing against mere men. You know it was like a god there, like because just the, how tall he is and and just how he looked in that moment with the reaching back with that hand and grabbing that one out of the air. It just felt like no one else was ever going to get close to it. And then the ability that it kind of just grips into the hand and then he, he's able to just pull it into the body and complete the mark. It's just, there's something, it doesn't look like it should be possible. It doesn't look real. Um, if anyone, I, I hope people are understanding what I mean, but it's just the way it sticks into the hand, you know, it's just, and, and I've said I've said it before on a preview a few weeks ago with the way he picked up the ball in a game, uh, a review, sorry, a uh, way that he picked up a ball in a game. I think it might've been North Melbourne or it was one of the first two weeks. He kind of scooped the ball off the ground with these big, and he's just—it's—it's it's incredible what he can do with those ha- hands. And I think I said in that review as well. It's you know you see those social media videos that the club puts out or um, Corns or whoever does of hi- him and Chad doing that drill in the rooms beforehand, where Chad's just throwing balls at him and he's just picking them off one hand in the air, throwing them back and hand to hand, both hands. Um, 
so you know this is something he's worked on so it's not just a, a freak you know it's it's him utilizing his size and ability and finding the ways that he can become a better player and that's what something they found is like that if if he gets an understanding of how to handle the ball in that way that he can he can take some big marks out of nothing because you know reaching one hand back and taking a mark like that is um you know not something we think that we should be able to do but he, he's he's pulling it off so um you know that that innate skill is just again is one of those things that like, like i was talking about robbie earlier in the review um he's got that that skill set you know this is something that charlie's added to his bag and and that's wonderful. Um, I think I got onto Charlie talking about Charlie though, because of the kicking action stuff. Look, you know, he's still missing some goals. He 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 kicks a lot of hard ones and um, misses a few easy ones. And that's just, I think, at this point, um, unfortunately, it's just something that's uh, part of Charlie's game. And there's been plenty of big successful forwards in the past. You know, Buddy Franklin's one of them that's kicked. I've seen he's kicked bags like of ten goals, eight. Where you know, you look at the half of the ones he missed, and it's like he should kick those, but he's also kicked ten. So. You know what are we doing here? Um, so Char- you know, but with you know, Mitt, that's why Mitch compliments that forward line so well. He's probably got he's probably the more reliable kick in my mind at the moment. As far as he just seems to have that, you know, if he's taken a kick anywhere, uh, taken a kick anywhere in that forty-five arc of the forty-five, um, I think he's actually a real he's a he's a real like um, solid chance. Whereas you know you know whether you say nine out of ten for Mitch and you know Charlie might be seven and a half out of ten. You know as far as what chances he's converting from some of those those angles and those kicks whereas um and that's not a knock on charlie either is i'm not trying to knock his it's just i think just finding mitch a little bit more of a pure reliable kick at the moment um and that's that's not a bad thing you know um charlie's been just he's such an incredible player as well and when we add uh, marshall into that forward line take clunkins and marks as well and um yeah, and Mitch, you know, Mitch took a big mark on the weekend too. That one where he's he kind of is in the middle of the pack and just somehow comes, everyone just crashes into each other, and he's just left there, with, you know, taking a two-handed mark. That was, it's like it was contested, but it was almost uncontested in the sense that it just it it just everything it just fell to him, um, you know, and that's just his reading of the reading of the game and reading the ball better than anyone else, and you know, so just a wonderful. A good game to see um, those three guys work together and, and and have a good game. You know, Charlie could couple and that, that that one on the run where he's he's taken it and just lasered it from fifty. You know, that's just fuck. He's got some power on those legs and um. So you know, you know, Charlie kicking two, Marshall kicking one or two. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me at the moment. And then you know, Georgiades is three in the Rising Star nomination. You know, you get six goals from your big forwards, um, as well as Robbie popping up with three. Um, and then you know, Ratio with one or two and. And, and then you start filling it out from there, and um, that's that's a game that's a game winning formula, especially in a game that um, you know they did have to kind of grind it out in the end. And um, yeah, we'll get to that now, I think, because um, there was a, there's a lot of context to this game that um, you know you look at a 28 point win when we're up by 43 and might think oh they kind of let it slip at the end there and junk time goals and all that stuff, but there is a bit of context to the game that kind of you know you you do you actually almost makes the game the the win really impressive to me. Alrighty, so um, it was a bit of a. <laughs> I don't know exactly how to talk about injuries anymore because I knock on wood and they keep happening. Um, maybe it's my fault, but no, I'm not that superstitious. But um, you know, it was one of those games that I was just hoping that we'd just have a nice game with no injury. You know, the Richmond game was real war on the field there, and um, you know, you just wanted to get a game where you didn't have to worry about any more injuries and sweating on tests after the game and stuff like that but obviously early on we get Dan Houston does his shoulder and um, you know Houston's been having a great season and 
And it's wonderful to see since we've seen that he's had tests and there's not, no structural damage there or anything like that from the sound. So it's just an assessment, essentially, on that AC joint and just seeing how he's going this week. But it doesn't sound like there's any um, real damage done and um, may have just... Uh, just uh, a real stinger of a hit right in there. I don't. I don't know exactly how to because in a in a sling after the game you're worried, but I mean, there's obviously precautions to make sure his arm um, is stable um, before they get the test. But you know, um, it was it was a worry to see another guy, the young the young bloke. That's got, well, he's been there around there for a few years now, but really coming into his own this year and um, and and last year indeed as well. And um, you don't want to see that. And um, so I was I was a bit bit down, I guess. Um, even I think I tweeted out the game from the account. I just was like, you know, it really deflated me after the result. You know, it was a good result. You know, a four and one and a good win um, away. Um, that doesn't take away from that. But it's it's one of those things that they like. You know, the songs going on on the TV and they just flashed a Houston stand there in the sling and and you sit there and go, oh fuck. Um, it was just a little deflation moment for myself as a fan. You know, because I worry about that. You know, you. You look at the season um, games games in their own in their own vacuum are one thing, but then you know you see the result injuries come out and you start thinking about the greater picture and um, you know seasons are won and lost uh, um, based on how how lucky you are with injuries essentially and and to the right people at the right times sometimes you know injuries are going to happen but you sometimes get the wrong injuries at the wrong times and um, and you know that may not sound like it makes much sense anyway and I'm not even sure if it makes sense as I'm saying it but it's just you just worry um when they keep piling up that you just you hit that kind of breaking point of where your team is um able to handle it before it kind of all collapses um so um you know it was just a, it was a little bit deflating seeing houston in the sling afterwards uh, yeah thankfully the test since have come out there's not not much more to worry about there and then obviously you had you know hartlett get a real fucking just 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 true true corky and he stays out there and you know I have a lot of respect for um um. It, by the way, if you hear any scratching in the background, it's just my cat is just paws are under the door trying to get my attention. So, if that does come through on the audio, I apologize, but it's just my cat. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, then Hammer gets the get, gets the corky and um and has to battle it out. And uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I do respect that Ken kind of has this philosophy towards the um the medical sub that is. We just we use it when it's actually a real, you know. He's he's you know, he says that's footy. Unfortunately, you know, if you get corkies, you still gotta we've still gotta kind of fight it out a little bit here and there, and if you can, and um, they strap they strap um, Hartlett up. I think the commentator says and he's got a mattress on the back of his <laughs> back of his leg there, and and send him back out there, and you know, at least just for the the sake of rotations, you know, as we unfortunately had to do with Burton in the prelim last year, you just. Throw them into a different position when they need to be out in the field just to keep your rotational kind of schedule for the game um, in place so that the other players don't run themselves into the ground either and you kind of com- compound the issue. So, um, you know, Hartlett was incredibly... There was you know, some moments where he'd get the ball and you're just like, oh, no. Um, an incredibly brave performance, though, um, to run out there and run out of the game. And, and he, thankfully... Um, it looks like he's in contention for this week. Um, he's he's just you know, and, and whether they do give him a week off, um, you know, St Kilda and and some players that can come back into the side um, from the Sandville, um, you know, there are some players that can probably fill the role. Hartlett's um, still got a pl- role to play this year, obviously, and he's an incredible player and one and one we need uh, fit and firing. Um, but you know, if this if he if it's probably one of those ones that you'd probably just you know if he's pulls up a bit sore this week you could you could maybe give him a, a rest week you know because he is one of those players that um is of of the advanced age and you know you do have to think about resting them at times when if they're not or if they're if there is a little bit of a 
um, pain there and um, and they need that just week to just get it right and not not come in and compound the issue. Um, and then we had Motlop, you know, when he tried the soccer, that one off the ground, he kind of pinned his leg into the turf there when he's, he's trying to turn and soccer that one off and um, was a low percentage chance, but hey, you always take your chances like that because that's where the magic happens sometimes. But And he seems to have just dug his, dug his foot into the turf and whether it kind of hyperextended the leg a little bit, but he comes up limping and that was early in the game. I think I was still at the takeaway watching the game on my phone, um, waiting for waiting for a little bit of curry that we were having that night um, takeaway um, on my way home from work. And that happened. I was like, fuck, that's happening and I'm not even home yet. Um, and, you know, he's, he looks a little bit sore for the rest of the game. And, and then there was one moment, and both of them pulled up fine after this, but Georgiades went down, I think. I think it was Georgiades went down around the 50, and then the ball moved quickly away, and then Marshall went up to jump for it, and then he went down and looked like, I thought he'd done his ACL the way he fell and clutched, clutched his knee. And that happened within ten, five seconds of each other, and I just remember just screaming, what the fuck is going on? Because um, I was just at, at that point, I would have been catatonic if like both Marshall and um, Georgiades were getting stretched off. I was like, "What? What the fuck?" But then they just pop up again. And they, they were both down on the ground there, and I think they made the point. Um, the commentator said, "Oh, Georgiades is slow to get up," and then Marshall's down on the ground clutching his knee. But then they're both in the contest. You know, half a minute later, I think so. Nothing to worry about. But there was a little moment where I was starting to get a little, you know, little, um, you know, n- nuclear about injuries. I was starting to just really. Really, just go. What the fuck is going on? And um, hope that we're not too worried. Not not going to have um, half a squad left by the end of the game. Um, so you know that's kind of the context to what was a, a real grinded out performance. And so when we look at the last quarter, you know we go up by forty points at three quarter time. The game was won at that point. You know beyond a miraculous and look miraculous comebacks from forty points down at three quarter time can happen. We can't rest on our laurels at these points and I don't think the squad did either, but they managed the game in that last quarter and that's a professional performance. Um in my mind, um and I think a lot of people were of the same kind of opinion that, yeah, look, you know, if you can get a percentage booster here and there, that's what you need to do as a as a club because the percentage will be worth um half a game at the end of the season and in, in most seasons at some point, somewhere in the top eight, the percentage will have decided a ladder position here and there. And uh, we do need to look at that, and um, you know maybe we'll be looking at this weekend um, not to knock on wood, and I'll get to the St Kilda preview in a couple of days. But um, you know, it's um, unfortunately for St Kilda, and um, you know they're not they're not looking exactly in great shape at the moment. The Richmond certainly had a percentage booster on them last weekend, so um, but you know this week this week um, uh, that we are talking about in this review, um, Carlton, you know it's, you could have looked at that forty point lead, and, and at forty points, it's a nice little percentage booster as well, and. You would have thought, oh, maybe if we just hold around that point. But um, at the same time, just getting a few junk time goals um, against us in a game that's won and a game that we're um, already using the medical sub and where, you know, and <laughs> you you only need to look at the that, like, Robbie and that, oh, God, that, it did deserve a goal, but um, Hartlett, um, there's no blame on him. You know, Robbie kind of spins out of two players and shows that kind of incredible Robbie class again just to... Just a piece de resistance on the just a an incredible you know um, performance from Robbie for the day again. Um, not not like he's in the you know getting the three Brownlow votes or anything like that, but just a, just a Robbie day that he's just doing his Robbie things and and um, that spin out of the two players um, in the center of the ground and then he, and he kicks it forward kind of to the advantage. And, and if Hamish Hart, if Hartlett wasn't battling the corky, he would have run onto that and probably kicked a nice goal, but he just couldn't. And the bounce didn't favor him either. The small chance he had at that goal. Um, running into that open 50 was if the bounce went the right way. 
Um, and even then, the the opposition player was probably going to catch him because he just doesn't have the he's not going he doesn't have the pace in the leg because he's running on a wooden leg. He's he's a pirate out there essentially, just on a wooden wooden stump of a leg, kind of dragging it behind him, trying to move and. And the bounce goes the other way, and you even see Hamish Hartless face as soon as it as soon as it goes the other way. It's, it's kind of like an oh fuck, I don't know if that's exactly what came out of his mouth, but um, it's just an, he knew that he had a small chance of getting that one, and it had to go bounce right, and it didn't. And at that point, you're just going, this is kind of what we're battling against in that last quarter. Was there was we're trying to wrote we you know at that point you know the the match committee and the, the coaches and all those guys they've they're looking at the game going this game is won we need to manage ourselves through it and um and you know professionally finish the day um and you know to go for 40 points to 20 28 points and it's, it's only a couple of quick goals and that's all it took um you know a three goal to one last quarter i think it was um in favor of carlton they win the last quarter but we still win with 28 points and the game the result was never in doubt i was thinking i was i had a long day at work and wasn't i was a bit crook as well and um it was i remember that last quarter it was the first time um, in a while, I watched the last quarter and just been, you know, just that, you know, Saturday night and you've had a long day at work and you just, I was getting a touch sleepy and I was like, that's a nice feeling actually that I, I just was relaxed that I knew the result was there. Um, I knew this team was professional enough to get the job done and that's what was happening in that last quarter and, um, and you know, we hadn't had the injuries and we'd been, and and we just took the, the pedal off the metal a little bit. Um, you know, maybe I would have been a little bit more critical of the critical of the fact we let those few goals through, but there was there was the context of the the injuries and a few players that were banged up, and there was a lot of sore body. And Ken said himself, if you know, Rosie was still a bit sore. Um, you know, Cleary and those guys, they were still they're all carrying things. You know, uh, Ratio as well, they're all carrying a little bit of soreness from a, what was a real battle last week. So that's also the context of it. Um, backing up the win, I, you know, I said in the re- preview, you know, we want to back this up and have a good professional result as well, and kind of show your credentials in that way. You can show premier, you know, cr- your credentials as a good club in many different ways. You know, big wins against reigning premiers are one thing. Getting a professional away win against a plucky kind of side that um, are not exactly great, but not exactly terrible either, is another sign of kind of where you're going. And that was a we, the result never really looked in doubt. So that is a positive. And to get out of it with, um, you know, uh, <laughs> a few of those injuries looked a lot worse than they were. But, you know, Dan Houston's being at worst, an assessment, I think, is what it is in the injury report at the moment, is a is a real plus. And um, and the rest of those guys are now, you know, after a Saturday night win, we had another, you know, they had an eight-day break between Richmond and that one. And then we've got another eight-day break between um, coming back from Carlton and then um, playing St. Kilda um, in an Anzac Day night, an Anzac, day, Anzac night game. Um, which is going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to getting down there for, for that one. But you know, just in the context of this game, you know, it's a real, you know, that's the professional job done. And um, you know, I can't, I can't think we can, don't think we can, um, you know, deny that that was um what we what needed to happen and and what we were hoping for. And um, beyond um, you know, if they'd been all been fit, would have been great to get a nice big percentage boosting ten goal win maybe. But um, to get twenty eight point win um in those conditions and. And with the context of the game the previous week and a few banged up bodies was really great. So um, yeah, can't, I can't fault that performance and um, really, really kind of, kind of proud of the boys of how they they backed up the backed up the result and um, and battled through a few few concerns on the night as well and um, and still got the job done. Crap, we were singing the praises of Alira Lee tonight. Did you know he was that good at football? Oh, <laughs> it's a wonder Sydney gave away. Um so cheaply but look we're just so pleased to have him you've seen him compliment our back line all right that was just a little bit of audio from um 
the uh, telecast after the game the other night. Um, the the Fox Sports guys uh, in, interviewing Ollie at the end of the game and and uh, he just being brutally honest about what we've all been thinking about um, Aaliyah's addition to our, our side um, since since he's coming over. What what again? I think I've talked about Aaliyah, um a lot on this podcast and the reviews, and it's probably I need to start kind of talking about some of the other guys as well because um, it, it it is a team defense really working quite nicely at the moment. Um, but you know, it's just he has kind of been a lot of us looked when we got that that move across, um, having Aaliyah coming across, that he might be that kind of missing link in that defense because we were so close last year and everything was working so well, but sometimes the height and that kind of athleticism was what was missing at times. Um, you know, in in one player, you know, sometimes you know McKenzie was incredible last year and used a lot of athleticism and, and movement and speed as well as Jonas and all those guys, but um and. Clearly, like they were all great defenders. Just there was that that one guy that could do kind of a bit of both and and play that kind of go- almost goalkeeper role that um, Alir is often finding himself in, um, and when he's one, one out with a def- uh, an opposition player. And um, but he did it again the other night. He's just incredible in the way he, his anticipation of reading of the ball. And you know, Ollie just was saying what we we're all what we've all been thinking is you know it is a wonder that Sydney gave him away so cheaply. I don't know what <laughs> Sydney might have been thinking with Ollie um, saying that in Celica, but you know, that is the that is the question that is being asked now um, in the media as well with with Ollie um, with what Ollie said because you know Alir is playing himself into all Australian contention at the moment, um, and it. You know, this isn't just me saying it. It's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of people saying that he's kind of in that kind of form, and so um, when you get, you know, if someone can go to a new club and be, become an All Australian, you know, this is a long, long season to go. So you know, just as long as he keeps doing his job for us, we don't, you know, he should he, he'll end up in that spot. But you know, I'm not going to say that. You know, let's just hope he just does his job for us, and we'll see what the All Australian spot. Uh, squad turns out as because um, sometimes you know <laughs> maybe Dustin Martin will end up in in the back line as well as he did the forward line last year. Um, All Australian is odd at times, but um, you know he he is in that form regardless of where he ends up. And and you know if if a club can, you know that that is the question to ask is if um, Aaliyah does have that that kind of season going forward and and the season ends up being a real successful one for him, and he's in, and he's in All Australian contention. It's it's a wonder that a club can give him away so cheaply. So. Um, but you know Sydney aren't exactly going terribly at the moment, so you know list management just happens and things like that you know, happens sometimes. And we're the beneficiaries, and it, and it is wonderful. Um, but yeah, he had another great game the other night, and his anticipation and reading of the ball. You know, he's a, just a it's a refreshing kind of sight to see in our defense as someone that can do what he's doing. Um, you know, just on a consistent basis. It's, it's it's not just once a game. It's it is so many times a game that he's flying back and, and reading the ball so well and putting affecting a spoil or taking a mark. You know, there's at one point he's leading I think he was leading Mackay. You know, he led to the ball and made Mackay chase him when the ball was coming in board. You know, it was like he he was the leading forward and it's just his reading of the game is incredible and you know at times he did get caught out a couple of times but there was more there was more like some zoning that was happening that Happened sometimes, and he they was, he just caught, got caught out of position. It wasn't exactly on him either. It was just you know the, the way the ball was moving inside the forward line. It just got everything got a little bit erratic at the time. But it, it, the thing with having a defense like this is that it, that that you you mitigate the time you you mitigate the amount of times that happens by having such a good defense like this. You know they they kick nine. You know they they had a reasonable amount of shots and goal, but you know we we kind of made them made them have to work hard for them, and then that's what you've got to do with a. With a defense like this and a team like this, is you um, you kind of mitigate the good good chances and um, and make sure that 
things are it's hard work for the opposition. And that's what this defense is doing is making it hard work for the opposition. And Alia is certainly kind of leading that charge at the moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of other guys doing a great. You know, it, to to have Alia kind of taken that kind of a way, the the pressure off the others. You know, Cleary and and Jonas games are, are better for it as well. And um, you know, guys like Darcy and Jones haven't exactly hit the heights of last season yet, but. You know, we're 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 just going. We've just finished round five. You know, these kind of guys. Um, you know, we're building towards it. Um, the, you know, the other end of the season. So to be four and one at this point, and the defense is working reasonably well. And if some guys are still finding kind of their their level, um, and Burn Jones certainly hasn't been. You know, we're just we're just looking at him as an All Australian from last year and and our and our best and fairest winner, and he just quite hasn't quite hit those heights, but. Um, you know, he's still incredible and, and doing his role. And, and, you know, you've got guys like Lockie Jones coming in. And Jones to Jones is a fun fun little commentary moment anytime that happens. Um, but, you know, uh, Lockie Jones again. He, the thing with, um, you know, I'm just bouncing to Lockie Jones now, but um, the thing with his game that I've noticed the last couple of weeks, there's just those rough edges. That's it. There's um, he's, he's, re- he's He is AFL-ready beyond just the natural part of the fact that he's he's only just turned 19 and he's still just getting used to the kind of those subtle parts of the game that you can't you can't teach them you've got to learn them in the game you know and uh, it's not like yeah, guys like butters and and Rosie and Dersma all had to, had, had those rough edges early on as well they're, you know they're in year three now and they're still just you know butters has hit that unfortunately until his little syndesmosis injury um he was hitting that height now but that's that's two years into uh, into it almost you know he's played almost every game in those first couple of years and he's he's only just hitting those heights. So you got Jones already looking like a real AFL player and just some just you know, occasionally just slightly overrunning the ball or um, you know, a miss kick here and there. But it's just um it's just minor things about reading the game and, and, and getting the flow of the game and getting the speed of the game and but he's already he's almost right there and that's what's amazing about Lockie Jones game and um he just looks he he fits into that side so well and um yeah, it's incredible to be watching him finally at the AFL level after we've had such a long. It feels like a long journey to uh, Lockie Jones ending up officially a Port Adelaide player through the draft, and then actually being out in the field for us. Um, it's really wonderful to watch, and um, he's 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 going to be he's going to be some player because he already is some player, and he's he's still got to you know iron out those rough edges, I guess. But that's that's those are minor things. Those are just natural parts of an AFL career. Is that you're going to come in and you're going to discover. The things about this game that you can only discover by playing this game at the highest level, you know, and this is something that all players, you know, there's the freak athletes that come in, you know, Gary Ablett was still had to iron out rough edges, you know, Dustin Martin wasn't the Dustin Martin we see now until a few years ago, and he's been around in the league for a long time. So, you know, Lockie Jones coming in and um, playing a role and being as, um, as um, really playing a role already. And then just and while he's playing that role, he's discovering those little things about this this game of AFL footy that um, you can only discover by playing it at this level. And he's going to take that on board as a 19 year old man, um, and be able to take that forward and 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 forge what is going to be an incredible career from what we're seeing already. So, again, you know, just just complementing that that backline that and that and that bounce and that kind of um, sling forward as well that we have. You know, there was one goal. Um, and it's probably, I think that one is my play of the day. I haven't got that. actually got the audio of it at the moment. Um, but there's a goal. There's a one from the center square. It kind of comes out from, um, I think, Boke affects the handball out. And it um, goes for, Lockie Jones just moves it forward quickly. I think Orazio kind of gets possession, but it is being um, tackled a bit and gets the ball out to Amon. And then Amon kicks, it, kicks the goal. Now, ho- hopefully I'm not... Um, 
not um, con- con- convoluting a couple of different situations into one. But I just remember Jones taking the handball in the center square and just just a real pref- like just a real good kick forward. And it was just it was a couple of handballs on to Jones and then and then forward. And it was just it was just an incredible piece of um, center center play. And as well as Jones coming from that that back end of the goal, you know, that defensive end of the goal, uh, the center square and, and taking that kick forward and, and, and the, and the fact that he can play that role as well. Um, just a, just a nice little part of the, his game that he's already, you know, he's already getting himself in himself involved in those situations and, and really just, um, you know, just having that kind of play, you know, his, his, his incredible defensive ability, um, to be able to do what kind of kind of you know Alia is doing that job, but you know Jones has that um, closing speed to affect spoils and 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 you know take marks in the defensive end as well. As, but as well as the fact that he can um, come forward and you know or has that speed to be able to come forward into the square and 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 and, and you know get the clearance out and 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 the, you know directly kind of assist in a goal is um you know there's just so much about Lockie Jones ga- game that's going to be um a real plus to our side um in the both this year and and going forward all right so closing thoughts i guess it's closing thoughts for a a podcaster always a review podcaster always like kind of trying to do your conclusion to a a college essay it's really you know you're kind of just going everything i just said in conclusion because <laughs> that's what it is you know everything um there's nothing more to add really um i'm already forgetting something i'm it's been a Another busy week with work, and I'm um, doing this, at, you know, on a Tuesday morning just to get it out, um, you know, in time, so it's not I don't end up releasing it on a Friday morning when we're already getting ready for another game. But um, you know, it's um, you know, it was just a professional win, um, and that's what you've got to do at this point of the season, um, especially coming off a big win like we did against Richmond. Is um, go to these, uh, you know, tough away ones. It's not exactly you know the hardest away trip we're going to do this year, but it's not the easiest either, and. Um, but you've got to go over and do the job, and um, especially against these kind of sides, you're not exactly sure what you're going to come up against. Um, you know, you've just got to get the job done, and to get it done in that fashion and have the game won by three quarter time is what you want to be involved in, especially against Carlton. Um, I think I've said in the previews that they've been that side a little bit the last couple of years have been um, tough to actually just beat down to the point of getting the game won. I think even that uh, the second game of um, twenty. 19, we're going back to um, our first home game of 2019 was against Carlton. Um, took a couple of friends from the US that were over. Um, Van Vince that will hopefully should start making some podcast appearances soon because um, he's, he's watching the games over there in the US. Um, he uh, It was his first Port Adelaide game and um, he loved the experience obviously, but it was it was against Carlton and they I just, it was, they were, I think we only won by, it was within three goals, I think that that result in the end. It was just, it's just like it's just Carlton. We should be beating them more, and, um, and especially that was a home game after a good win against Melbourne in the opening round. Um, and then last year, you know, having to win after the siren, it was just like this. This week, I was really expecting Carlton to kind of. I was worried about the game mainly because there was that history of the last couple of years, as well as the fact that they they have been okay this year. So it was a potential banana skin, and um, but we got the job done and done it. Actually, you know, the biggest win over Carlton probably in a couple of years in the end. Um, you know, a 28-point win that was it was out to uh, beyond seven goals at one point, and the game was won at that point. So that's what you got to do at this point as a as a as a big club, as a big um, you know big team in this competition this year. Um, we're going to have to do some of these wins at points where we just need to get the job done professionally, and that's what we got done. So um, good win, Port. Um, great, great away trip. Um, great, great work from the fans over there as well. Um, you were very, very clear and loud on the TV and. Heard you just as much as we did the home fans. So, 
Um, good for the the Victorian fans over there. Have been um, had a pretty tough year last year and were starved of footy, and certainly starved of seeing our Port Adelaide guys um, get around on the field. So um, a great return to the MCG and um, and a great another great win. Get us four and one on the season and around um, you know the first five weeks of the season are done and we're. We're in the top four, and that's um, where we've got to try to keep ourselves. But you know, it's certainly the perfect springboard for this season. Um, you know, one one loss um, over over in the west against West Coast um, is no, no nothing to nothing to get too worried about um, with the response we've had the last two weeks since. So um, great win, Port. Let's keep it rolling. Um, we've got St Kilda this week. Preview will be coming up real soon.